Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. LPN Deep Dives presents... A Court of Thorns and Roses. With Natalie Jean and Jackie Zabrowski. Uh, don't mind me, I'm sorry. I just, I just looked. You're just lotioning your breasts. I'm sorry I looked over and I was like, oh no! Ian, don't, don't put look. this part in the video, please. <laughs> I say keep it in. <laughs> I'm going to be charging See, for sometimes, that. Sometimes, yeah, you're right. Sometimes you just got to lotion up your breasts. You know what? Scaly breasts are out and lush, <laughs> moist breasts are in. I can't wait in. till scaly breasts are back in. <laughs> so much money on lotion. Um, I really, this wig I was going for like regal, but it looks more like um, Southern prom. I think you look great. I need to. I was trying to look. I was trying to look like a spy, and I look like an emo kid instead. No, you look like a missionary. Do I? Junk. Junk. Whoa. 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 Those are weapons. (laughs) Not in the workplace. Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't bring my weapons into the workplace. Cut your arms off. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No. No. You just cut my arms off mid mid cast. Oh, that would be. I mean, we would get we'd get views. It's content. We'd get views. It's content. Um, We were just discussing before that. This wasn't planned, but you sort of are Feyre's mindset, and I'm sort of Feyre's cover today in our fits and our fashions. Yes. Well, because I was feeling, you know, she's about to become an (laughs) undercover spy, and again, I wanted to look more spy-like, but I just, um, I look very comfortable, though. You look super cute. What are you talking about? I'm very comfortable. You look very spooky (laughs) and sexy. Thank you. It's, It's all in the sleeve cutouts, just so everyone, if you're not watching, um, I do have thumb cutouts which is every uh, all every millennial's dream oh I, I i loved it when i was 14 and i love it today i was just talking about this that i used to cut thumb holes in my hoodies oh, and how much it would piss my mother off <laughs> and now as an adult i understand because if you're paying 80 dollars for a hoodie what am i gonna put holes in it i mean do you do it now no because so many things have holes in them already like yeah thumb holes. but uh you know, if you still wear the hoodie for the same amount of time, what's the difference? 
You're right. I just don't want it to unravel at my thumbs. There's just so something about the mystery of your the back of your hand being hidden. It's why I always wanted to have hand tattoos, but I don't know. I just got an ankle tattoo, and that hurt bad enough. I'm pretty. Oh yeah, we're getting litty. Should I be just doing that into the microphone? <laughs> as long as you go every time you open it. It's no. There's no Waluigi. 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 That's a that's that's a hard name. Yeah. It's tricky. For a hard man. Um. Let's see. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, for for listening. And, and for those of you who don't know, we have these up on YouTube now because people keep asking me about our costumes. Yeah, and, and my thumb holes. And you, I mean, if you want to see some thumb holes and some thumbs sticking right out of them. I should put these away. Oh, they're too, ooh, yeah, they're too vain throbby. Now you're being too sexual. Sorry. You were violent and sexual in within 10 minutes, which is pretty, it's an accomplishment. Which, especially, this isn't a horny, specifically horny part of the books. No, no. This is where, that's why I'm a spy today. That's why my breasts have been put away. And yet, Natalie's breasts have been unleashed. (laughs) And I think that this is good because we can't have four out at a time. We'll break the camera. But we can't have zero either. No, we can't have zero or else what are we here for? What are we doing? All of their Um, breasts are out. We do know that. Whose breasts? In the books. Oh, Faye's breasts. Yeah, all their, the Faye's breasts are out, Nesta's breasts are out. <laughs> I feel yet. like, no, maybe Moore's breasts aren't out. Maybe Moore is more dressed like me. No, Moore, when she dresses up, she's wearing like nothing. Dude, remember last time mm. I was like, I've never looked at a picture of Amron before. Mm. And then I looked at a picture of Amron. You did a great job Thanks. in your cosplay of Amron. And also, Mamma Mia. Put me in line. I feel like she could yell at me and yeah. she could have like a ruler out and I'd be like, yes, mistress. Yes. She Whatever definitely you has say, that vibe. mistress. Like she should be wearing like a, um, what's it called? A latex like mini skirt. Oh, you know I mean? yeah. And she goes, shriek, 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 yeah. shriek. Oh, I know. Everyone is dazzled. I'm like the guy from the police academy over here with how realistic my mouth oh, sounds that guy. are. <laughs> Michael something. Yeah. Mm. That guy. Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Um, yes. Anyway, <laughs> this is all all on YouTube uh, at the last podcast. <laughs> I'm flicking my thumbs. I'm flicking my thumbs. At the last podcast channel. We have, I think, uh, five episodes up currently and they go up every Monday, whereas the podcast goes up every Tuesday, but we are Sick. like five ahead in the audio version. Yes. Um, also, I got so many of you uh, wrote in information about the picts when we, I was confused about that word. Yeah. You, you guys are smart. So man. much smarter. So, Thank you, so guys. So scholarly and knowledgeable, and I really appreciate they were breaking down like uh, a bunch of people wrote down for me uh, like where it, they kind of laid out in this time of in the span of history and like Sick. how it was like kind of a it is I'm like sorry, a nebulous <laughs> it was sort of like a nebulous group of people i'm not going to give the history lesson because i would i would butcher it but um thank you guys so much for all that information and um also somebody had mentioned that it also has something to do with the word pixie which makes oh. sense uh, so Maybe Pixie. that's why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So where's my mind? Where's oh, my no. mind? It's the thumbholes. Where is my mind? Is this your first coffee? 
Um, no, I've already done one <laughs> show today, and it is early oh, in the no. day. Oh, no, this is coffee number four. <laughs> Are you ready for this episode? I'm a spy. You know, we're supposed to be going bowling tonight, Jackie. Are you going to be asleep by then? I will be just on Seven coffee. 7 p.m. <laughs> um, <clears throat> how cute would I be just like like, like one of the gutter, what are the gutter stacks? You know, when they fill up the gutters. They won't fill up the gutters for adults, and I don't think that's fair. Oh, the, the like bumper pull? Bumper, yeah, the bumpers. They won't give you bumpers. I tried to oh, pay the w- guy an extra 20 bucks, and I was like, come on, give me the bumpers. They won't give you bumpers. You have to be 12 and under. Why? <laughs> I was like, I want to take the sport out of it. I need to take the challenge out of it. I want to make sure I hit a you pin. You want to feel good about yourself. Yes. Yeah. Um, that seems like uh, that's not fair. Some some adults should be able to do bumpers. If Thank they want. you. <clears throat> but I don't think you should be one personally. Anyway, <laughs> guys, we're in another new, new book. book. Um, the map at the front. We do get a couple extra new spots. Let me just pull it up on my computer. So yes, it's the beginning of a court of wings and ruin. Book number three. And we start in, in a very different place. Man, she's so good at just traversing this world. I just, I forget about all the ins and outs in, in my reread. I'm just like, man, I forgot about this whole section that we're about to talk about today. Well, I do think her books are really good for rereading because she adds so many details that you, you don't remember a whole bunch of it the first time. Um, especially when you're the first time when you're like, maybe I'm just speaking for myself when you're like desperately waiting for the sex scenes. Yes. And then you go back and you're like, I also really love all of the other stuff. All the other scenes are also really good, but I'm just so horny. (laughs) And I think Uh, that's why I don't remember the beginning of this book is because like, no sex, don't care. Like I'm a child. (laughs) She's just really good at sex scenes, you know? Yeah, she's very good at them. Um, We have a few new spots, a couple more things laid out on the map, and we're going to travel a little bit more this book to some new places, and we're going to learn a little bit more about some of the lands we've already seen on the map. So isn't that exciting? Yes, it is. Um... So, yeah, and also, th- by the way, this episode is going to be slightly less long than some of the other ones. Just Why? Based on, <laughs> based on our schedules. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah Just based on our sense. schedules, but then next week will be a big old thick one again. But this is still like a regular, this is going to be a regular length podcast instead of the two-hour version <laughs> that we've been doing. Um, okay, so at the beginning of this book... <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong with her hands. <laughs> oh, it's the book. Yeah. We've, we've started out every one of these books now being rusted for some reason, and we're sticking with it. Yeah. So we start out with a prologue from Rizan's perspective. Again, in first person. He is post-battle, and it is two years pre-wall. So we're getting a uh, like a flashback. Flashback. We're getting a slice of time here, and it's it's. A quite poetic version of it. It's not really necessarily prudent to anything else going on. It's not necessarily related directly to what we're going to be going into. But I it think it thickens his backstory. I think so. And and so I, and I also think maybe this is what indicative of now that Feyre and Reese are freaky linked. 
She's getting like <laughs> freaky. <late. laughs> She's getting her uh, his mem- like memories like sapped right to her because technically we're I think it's still supposed to be sort of from Feyre's perspective, but now we can see Rizan in first person because of their mating bond. I think that's how that's sort of maybe artistically being laid out that way. Um, so in this in this prologue, he's trudging along in a sea of death. The fighting that day during the war has ceased, and now he is searching. We uh, we get a smidge of information from whenever they were at the House of Mist, and he was breaking down his whole life story about this time period, um, in this war, and a little bit about his time during the Blood Rite. But both of those times involve his his brotherhood with his other bat boys. And this is another one of those moments where he's um, sort of showing his his brother, his brothership with these two dudes. Yes. So I'll watch that brothership tape anytime. I know. There's, believe there's me, there's like, a lot of fan art. I mean, if there's just like you're telling me there's not one night in all of the centuries that they were like, what if we kiss? Wait. Oh, actually, I should show you. Do you have fan art of it? Yeah. <laughs> One somebody just reminds. <laughs> this is it's not fair. I just went from talking about a very sexy Riverdale episode, so I'm all horned up. Oh, wait, wait, this is different. Oh, I gotta show. You. Oh. oh, look, see. Oh, oh, oh. wow. <laughs> Yeah, they're a lot more lithe than I than I was thinking. But yeah, I'm down so for lithe. This is a Patreon called After Darkness who does a lot of um, swapperoos of characters. So it's like a lot of she she does a lot of whoa big thick dicks. Yeah. So that one, this is Reese. Oh, with all the Illyrian tattoos. There we got Asriel, and yeah. then down here we got Down Cassian. here we got Cassian, yeah. Yeah, he's eating that ass, man. So, so if you guys, I would recommend her. She's got really fun, um, really weird combinations After of people. After Darkness. Like, okay. After Darkness on Patreon. Wow, this one, a lot of This cocks. one's kind of upsetting because it's um, from Crescent City. What's his name? Hunt? No, Mermaid. Oh, Rune. Oh, Thurian? Thurian. Thurian. But he's in mermaid form, and that's his weird fish dick. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know how it, I feel about it. No, I don't know how I feel about a fish dick. But here's Azriel and um, Eris. Oh, my God. Azriel is behind Eris, and, and he is, like, going down for his hard cock, and he has one hand on his throat and oh. another hand going down to his hard cock. Good and Lord. She, she likes, there's Cassian being confused. Oh, with. Cassian's just in the background watching? Well, he's like, what? What? Sorry, this is really fun for all of you who can't look at what we're looking at. We can, po- well, um, I guess we can't post these pictures no, on no. Patreon. So look up no. After Darkness. Yeah. Go look up After Darkness. Um, one of the fun, more fun Patreons. There's so many really great fan art accounts, but I really like hers. Can't unsee that, though. <laughs> How do I get those pictures on my For You page? You know, that's what I want to be watching. Well, a lot of these Patreons have a, a, a safer work versions of their pictures on Instagram. Them. Oh, but and then, then you, you go, go to, to their the page uh, and then you click on uh, Follow the horny trail. Follow the horny trail. I will. You send me on that adventure, man. I'll Ewok all through it. I feel like a little Ewok with my... <laughs> Ewok. Um, oh, imagine a horny Ewok, though. That's going to be so annoying. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they would just like, sort get of grip on you. Get, yeah. get off It'd be like a, dog, like a dog humping yeah. you, I would imagine. Um, 
Back to the battlefield. Okay, please. Um, so in this flashback, we have Reese who's, you know, beaten and bloody and exhausted and, and he's dehydrated and starving. And he's trying to walk through the fields of the dead. He He's here searching. He's looking for his brothers. Hoping to discover where Azriel and Cassian have gone and hoping against hope when he finds them that they will still be upon this mortal coil. Um, and again, I think this is her establishing the brotherhood and, and peering into Reese's way of thinking and and like making sure we all know he's a real good guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is just a little excerpt from that. I needed water badly, but nearby another set of Illyrian wings poked up from the piled dead. I stumbled and lurched toward it, letting my mind drift someplace dark and quiet while I righted the twisted neck to peer at the face beneath the simple helm. Not him. Um, So, yeah, it's a, you know, just like a very moving scene. And then we go right into part one. Princess of Carrion. Uh Uh-oh. Spring court, bitch. Yeah. I have to really... I still haven't really figured out exactly why she's using this reference again here. Uh, maybe we'll try to figure it out as we go through it. But this is, you know, again, this if we talked about this last episode, the Book of Breathings was calling her that, the mean part. Mm-hmm. And um, so now that's coming back. So maybe it's just referencing that she's like, um, you know, kind of... Well, she's picking upon what's already destroyed. Like, if you think about it, the spring court is already destroying itself from the way in. So she is there picking it apart at the very end, trying to get what meat out of it she can so that she can help save other people. I I think that might be a good... that might be a good explanation. Good job, Jackie. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember this, but yeah, I'm a bit of a literature theater double major. That doesn't get you any jobs, but man, it makes you think about a vulture just pecking at Tamlin. Tamlin, you turncoat! <laughs> Got you this job. It did get me this job. Yeah, I'm, I'm technically everything is doing... I mean, it's going fine. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think that that is a good explanation. I, I had briefly wondered if that was she was referencing Ionthe, but that yours makes much more sense. Um, but it could be Ionthe too, because she's also getting in there and trying to pick. Like, there's multiple. It's Prince I, Prince I, Prince I, Carry I. So, chapter one, we all return back to Farah, first person. She is, as you'll recall, doing a bit of light espionage. And her thumbs are exposed. Her thumbs are, yep, they sure are. Except they're not because uh, she has a glamour on one of her she arms. She does. Doesn't she? Yeah, she's got to hide that wedding bond. So on her right arm now, she has that tattoo, but they don't know that. She has it. Her magics are strong enough that she can just glamour it away. Go for um, Go for So... <clears throat> We, we come upon her in a manor room, painting a rose garden. She's back to painting, don't she worry. She is back to painting. That she can, she's watching, she's doing a study of roses outside of the window. <gasps> Poetic and metaphorical. Oh, with the thorns. From the outside, she would appear to be a delicate, obedient little lady. Oh, just like a Natalie, if you will. <laughs> I'm just a little girl. I'm just a little baby girl. 
spending her afternoon studying the arts while her big, strong man does his business. But internally, she's seething. Yeah, man. She's Jackie. (laughs) That's what she's doing. (laughs) She's always making that sound. So, like, they don't understand that part, but they're like, ah, she's painting, so it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, I'm sure it'll wear off. It'll wear off. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So... Uh, we learn from the first, very first sentence of the chapter that she's disgusted by the pretty surroundings, the darknesses that they conceal. She thinks on how she's carefully crafting this mask that she's wearing, one that's not too happy, not overly gleeful, but is relieved and is slowly healing from the tortures of the night court. But rage sits beneath it. <laughs> she hears the sound of Elaine sobbing in her head. And in her anger, she accidentally snaps the paintbrush she's holding in two. But she's craftier than the fae around her give her credit for. All but maybe Lucian. Mm. And she has cast out an alert system of magic all around the room she's in to indicate when anyone's near. I will also say this is when I started really falling for Lucian as well. This was like when it really started to turn like this part of the books where I'm like, Lucian, I wasn't looking at you before, but now. Okay. I'm seeing you in a new way. New way. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Because we actually learn a little bit more about him in this book. Yes. So now every move that she is going to take on is a bit of a game of chess mm, in this place. Rook! <laughs> yes, a rook. And That's the only thing I can uh, think of. Castle. Yes. A knight. Yes. Pawn. Pawn. But we are merely pawns, are we not? not That's what... Not Pharaoh. No, not Pharaoh. She's Farrah. a queen. And she is... Every action is one of purpose. Lining up to a checkmate! Mm-hmm. Because she doesn't belong to this court. Mm-mm. Not anymore. For a moment, I let myself see past the glamour that concealed the tattoo on my right hand and forearm. The markings of my true heart. My true title. High Lady of the Night Court. Half a thought had the broken paintbrush going up in flames. The fire did not burn me, even as it devoured wood and brush and paint. The aforementioned snares around the room alert her to two people approaching the room in which she sits, and she gathers herself for her acting, for for her portrayal that she will putting on her mask, her mask, her mask. Mm -hmm. The uh, it's and so these two people who are approaching turn out to be Tamlin and Lucian. She sort of goes, she's like, oh. Hello. As if she didn't just explode a paintbrush into flames. Oh, oh, hello. (laughs) Me? (laughs) I'm just a girl. I, in my brain, she is talking like this to them. Hello. Hello, little lotion. Miss Piggy's style. (laughs) Um, So, Feyre reflects on the fact that Lucian is now her sister's mate and how she sort of has him by the balls. If he ever wants to see her again. Mm-hmm. So Lucian, you know, I don't think he really trusts her, but he can't say a whole lot because he wants to kiss Elaine. Yes, but he also is like balled up to Tamlin as well. So mm-hmm. he's got two people with his balls in a vice. Yeah, and that separately. And man, you're splitting them apart too. And the vices are slamming into each other because they're both on one ball each, I guess. Some people pay big bucks for that. Troops. <laughs> um, 
but also has to finagle ways to explain away why he shouldn't be worried about Elaine being tortured by Rizan. So she has to sort of be like, um, don't be too worried about her because I was like tortured, but like I bet like she, she won't be. Won't be. Um, but also can't really explain why. Um, he's not, you know, not believing her necessarily, but he also kind of has to. Yeah. The two have come to Feyre to let her know that the meeting they have scheduled with Ianthi. Ianthi. Okay, we're not doing this again. Ianthi. <laughs> Ianthi. Scheduled with Ianthi is about to start because, yes, Feyre is going to have to feign meekness before Ianthi. Even though you know she wants to rip that bitch's throat, throat. Can out. Can you imagine having to talk to her after she sold out your sisters to be just brutalized? And knowing what she did to your mate. Yeah. At this point. Oh, God. Even that. Mm. That alone. Can you imagine? I'd rip her to shreds. I don't think I don't think I could act my way through this. I know, again, literature and theater double major. I don't think I could act my way through this. Oh, unless you put on your mask. Um, yeah, so this would suck, but she has to do it for her current court. She has to pretend like she's just meek and, and wants to just hear her out. And also Lucian, she knows now that she really kind of like was trying to force Lucian into stuff. She doesn't know exactly what happened, but she can tell by Lucian's discomfort that she also was like kind of sexually harassing him. And because at the end of the day, she doesn't hate Lucian. She just has to like lie to him and she's really angry, but she doesn't, he's not an evil man. No, she just has to manipulate him as part of her plan. Like he's just a cog in the wheel that she needs to manipulate. That's what I say when I manipulate people. Yeah, you're just a cog. Get out of here, cog. It's part of the plan. Don't worry about it. Oh, that. That's what you say. You don't yell cog at people. Cog. <laughs> simple cog in my machine. Cog's a funny word to say. It you is say funny. it out loud. It you is funny. To this. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Coco Zing, and more. An extra large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Price drop? Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So she carefully crafts responses to the males with quiet insecurity. Oh, okay. I, I'll stop painting. <laughs> this painting's no good anyway. I just, I'm not good enough for it. I'm just a girl. Mm. I guess I'll just go change. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> she gives Tamlin a little smile and he eats it right up. Because this is what Tamlin wants. Yeah. He wants subservience. Yes. He wants her to just be nice. He wants things to be That's, nice. Yes. And calm and mm-hmm. reasonable. And he's just he just doesn't have like I feel like he has very like rudimentary emotions of just like, I am angry. I am happy. Like mm-hmm. there's no in between for him. Yeah. The nuance is scary to him. Yes. He doesn't like it. Um, so she still has her own room. So thankfully that's not awkward because she already had her own room. So she's obviously not giving it to Tamlin. Um, so she has the excuse of being like, I my my quarters and I'm not feeling up to it yet. Um, yeah, because she's playing all like, oh, shy bitch, which is coming in handy in that respect. Yeah, at least. and I'm she doesn't have to bang him. I'm I'm traumatized. Um, so, however, the one that she used to reside in before she was before she left to the night court is now ripped to shreds, and vines and thorns have winded their way all through it, like it was spelled almost. Like That's it, not passion. That is violence. It is. The fact that he destroyed your room after you left because you was so upset, and I feel like that is the kind of thing that like could be misconstrued in someone's brain as like, passion. it's because he loves me right. so much that he had to destroy everything, and I'm so glad that they show this perspective in this book where it's like, no, he's violent. Yeah. He's, he's an abusive person, and the the fact that he did that to your room is not okay. Yeah, and and shows that this person this this is not a a healthy kind of love. It's not in a real love. It's somebody who and it's not a groovy kind of love. It's either. not a groovy it's kind of love. It's not a groovy kind of love. Groovy kind of. Remember that song? <laughs> oh, you're not listening to groovy kind of love. Oh, you're too cool to be listening to groovy kind of love. I think I'm not cool enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. No, but that's true. Like, this is just not, this is not a positive thing. And also to to have it sort of almost look like it was, uh, it's been there for a hundred years with vines all through it. They don't, they didn't change anything. He left it there almost like a room effigy, just like ripped her apart in certain ways. Interestingly, however, she's now been placed directly across from Lucian's room, perhaps in, in an attempt to keep tabs on her. It's very strange, but that we'll see what happens beautiful later. Beautiful redhead, that beautiful mm. thick redhead. <laughs> she does uh, call his hands broad in this book. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so Lucian's <laughs> there uh, when she gets to her room to change, as though he's sort of like standing outside of his own door, kind of watching. And she's being, and you know, she's being sus as far as Lucian's concerned. He's yeah. sort of just like, uh, hey, Farah. <laughs> It's uh, interesting. I thought you'd be maybe uh, more worked up to meet Ianthi because, uh, you know, what did you say when you were at the uh, castle? You were going to, was it light the pyres yourself? Hmm, You seem really calm. And 
That's right. Tamlin may be living in complete denial, but Pepperidge Farm remembers. And Lucian <laughs> And that's it's it's insane how much Tamlin wants everything to be fine. The fact that like because Favor's not necessarily good at manipulating. I'm gonna throw that out no. there. In the same way where it's like I feel like it's fairly obvious what she's doing, and Lucian, it makes sense, but Tamlin just has he man denial just ain't remedied. Yes, he is he is Absolutely doing the dissociating thing where he's just like, this is normal. She's fine. It's fine. It's fine. She still smells like like that other guy. And and, uh, she she seems like weird. She's completely different than she used to be. Yeah, it's fine. No, it makes sense. And she's She's just broken. It's great. She just now wants to be with me again. (laughs) Not going to question it. Even though she's made it to somebody else, it's fine. Everything's nice. Everything's nice. (laughs) Everything's nice. Um. Like a father would do, honestly. Like a stereotypical father. Like yes. Just ever out and I'll be nice. It's yes. all nice. Yes. Exactly. Um, but Feyre, as he's questioning her, she kind of just brushes this off. I'm willing to hear her out. It's the least I can do. Um, she hasn't yet told Lucian what she knows about Ianthe's past. Uh, but he already doesn't like her, as we know. And he says as much to Feyre. She'll just... She basically says, she'll just tell you whatever you want to hear. And Feyre again brushes it off. But Lucian's not having it. He knows that she's smarter than this. Elaine also is his mate. And maybe as much as he's thankful for that, um, you know, that he knows that and that he knows her. His mate was just essentially tortured at the hands of these people at the behest of... Of Ianthe! He's not dropping it. And but Feyre can't reveal herself to him, even if she wanted to. And he grabs her arm and Feyre lets him because she can't again fight back against it to keep the mask up. And they begin to argue. He wants to know where Elaine is. He's not trusting what Feyre is feeding him with good reason. She tries to guilt him over whenever he let her get taken back um, by, you know, when they were in the forest, when Mm -hmm. they had that confrontation. But. He's so hyper fixated on his mate, he's not even bulking or feeling bad about it. He just, he needs to find a lane. It's just like in his blood. So Feyre suggests... But he does, he he hasn't even had the soup yet. He hasn't had the soup. Imagine how he's going to act after ah, he has the soup. If he does, we don't know. We don't know. Maybe she won't give the soup. Oh my God. I'll give the soup. I you know, give the soup on the first date. You know, with Elaine, when she accepts mating bond, she's they're getting like a four course meal. It's not a Farah thing. Oh yeah, no, this Elaine could cook. Yeah, but I don't know. What are the sex scenes going to be like? Ooh, they're going to be. They would be so soft and tender. Maybe, or maybe she's a wild animal. We don't Ooh, know yet. Ooh, maybe she's wild in the sheets. She's being on. She's been. She hasn't been uncaged yet. As far as I know, I think she's still supposed to be a virgin. Willow in the streets, leprechaun in the sheets. Yeah, that's the thing. Thing people say. Um, <laughs> um, oh yeah, because that's the same guy. Um, it's Warwick Davis. Warwick and Davis. Yes, so we Warwick do. Davis. I on BigJackie.com. Um, I do sell a shirt that says Willow in the oh. streets, Leprechaun in the sheets, and it says Warwick Davis fan club in the center of I it. I mean, he is pretty fantastic. I love Warwick Davis. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> um, so Feyre then kind of shoots back at him. You don't even know her. It's just purely a nature thing reacting. And then 
when she says that, he goes, is that how it was for you and Rizond? And she's like, <gasps> oh, she can't even think about it. And also, she doesn't want to st- She doesn't want to discuss the mating bond, obviously. No, because so, she still has it. And, and, but they think at this point that she doesn't have the mating bond anymore, right? Right. But she still smells like the mating bond, which is another thing that, like— that Tamlin is just associating Pissy. from. He's like, oh he's just my like, God. soon it'll go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just needs a couple more beds. You know, why don't we scrub her and scrub, scrub her, and her scrub down? Her. Um, yeah, so then to get out of this, this B word works up tears. She goes, I don't want to talk about go for, the Put bond. on the show. Put on the show. So they part ways, and soon it's time to meet with Ianthi. As she sits across from her, Feyre fantasizes about ripping her tongue out, but then calms herself so they won't detect the hatred underneath her. Bitch. It seems as if two can play at this game as Ianthi acts ashamed and humbled, offering a meek apology to Feyre, saying she thought Feyre would be happy with what she did. Yeah, she's going to be happy with my thumbs! Oh, no! I mean, they are eyeball weapons. Yeah, man, I'll get in there. I'll get in there. I'll shark ya. Shark ya? Yeah, you gotta go for their eyes. How's that a shark? Sharks. Just like sharks, you gotta go for their eyes. Oh, that's what you're supposed to do with a shark? I'm pretty sure you gotta go after their (laughs) eyes. I mean, it sounds logical. I mean, you don't go after their mouths. That's true. Yeah, uh, it would be difficult to go after their mouths. Don't take uh, that for uh, for granted. If that's no, what I need. Do. I think you should take it for granted. I think you should. If you don't encounter Google a shark, it. go for the eyes. I am a biologist, and I know all about those. Is things. that a bitchologist? <laughs> bitchologist. Yeah, Natalie, I'm a bitchologist. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, favorite. Then asks why she would want her sisters to go through that. Ianthi lifted her head, scanning my unsure, if not a bit aloof, face. So you could be with them forever. And if Lucian had discovered that Elaine was his mate beforehand, it would have been devastating to realize he'd only have a few decades. See, she was helping. I hate her. Lucian answered, If you expect our gratitude, you'll be waiting a while, Ianthi. Yeah, Lucian. But it's clear that Tamlin wants to resolve this and not punish. He can't handle the mm-hmm. drama. No. He like he's not a reality television watcher. I live for the drama. Like let's let this bitch sit in her own pudding. And I'm talking about bad pudding. Like an actual literal bucket of pudding? Yeah, a bucket of pudding, but it's filled with glass. Whoa, and she's got to sit in that pudding. It's and very she's gonna, saw of you. Yeah, and her, and her vagina lips are going to get all puffy with pudding. <laughs> That's what she's going to have to suffer. And so no one better no one better come at me I'm, or else you get pudding a glass on your pussy. I'm never going to cross you for <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, he wants things nice. He's like, let's just deal with this this way. We don't, we just, everybody say Talk sorry. Talk it out and everything's fine. Like, what are you talking about? This is huge. Yeah. So, yeah, because she also went behind his back and kidnapped the sisters. Yeah. He, he wasn't a part of that. Why doesn't he banish her? Like, I don't, I really don't get it. Get fucking rid of her. I think because she's like. Worm tonguing? Yeah, she's worm tonguing. Worm tonguing. Uh, so, Anthony's right there playing into it. Oh, 
no, I would I would never expect your forgiveness. Ooh, ooh. Oh, don't ooh, ooh. That's what she's doing. I know she's totally doing that. And she would definitely be doing that when there's pudding made out of glass. So she's going to sit with her butt in it. <laughs> she'd still be ooh, ooh. Yeah, she's going to go ooh, 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 <laughs> as she sits in. I was like, keep sitting there. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She then tries to play off like she only wanted what's best and was making peace with Highburn because it's for the be- the greater good, the safety of the people. Lucian counters that it's clear that Highburn is not looking for peace. Yeah, they're using the spring court to go through. Like, what are you talking about? He halted as if remembering that Ianthe might very well feed this back to the king. He loosened his grip on the chair, his long fingers flexing before settling on the arms again. We have to be careful. We will be, Tamlin promised. But we've already agreed to certain conditions, sacrifices. If we break apart now, even with Highburn as our ally, we have to present a solid front together. So this is where they stand. Lucian is guarded and distrustful, and Tamlin going, la, 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 everything is fine, everything is okay, my bride doesn't, it's, she's not made it anymore, and she's gonna smile and I'm gonna have sex again. <laughs> and you know that she's fine because she's painting, because she's, she's painting. painting. So, <laughs> favorite approach is a true concern of hers in this in this meeting. How does he plan on protecting his people from Highburn after all they suffered at the hands of Amarantha? He, don't worry. He's got it covered. The king promised he wouldn't hurt them. Oh, great. Oh, okay. take, it, well, take his word for it. Sure. Okay, cool. Great. Perfect. Thank you for covering that. He essentially sold his people's lives to reclaim a woman who said she was not interested Get in him. a clue, bro. Ugh. And now... And now knows she's made it to somebody else. And he still wants her. Like, I just like, she don't want you. What? Can you imagine? I would never. Even just like the slightest hint of rejection, I'm gone In a, from anybody. I'm just like, oh, you don't like me? That's okay. I'll leave. I'm such a, like, I'm such a people pleaser that I'd immediately be like, oh, okay, no, you never have to see me ever again. I understand. I also don't want to be around somebody who doesn't want to be who doesn't, who doesn't want to kiss you. Why would you want to kiss Ugh. someone that doesn't want to kiss you? I don't know. And, and, and again, I think this is really important to point out in these books that going after somebody when they don't want you is not romantic. No. Which I think that is a lot of times portrayed in in media and also just and like... And especially in smut, like especially the old smut that we used to have, like the like the yep. olden days smut. But now smut is different, thank God. <laughs> they would, they would, it was way more no means yes, even recent time, even yes. now somewhat. And like, this is not, this is the reality, reality of it is that she, if she has autonomy... And she's more, she wants more than just being like, well, I guess he really likes me. That's what women were supposed to expect. Oh, well, he really likes me, so I guess so I should I stay. So I must like him. Um, and she doesn't. And that's not romance. No. But Feyre can't scream these things out. No. Not when Tamlin gives her the next news. The Highburn delegation led by Jurian will be arriving tomorrow. Oh, my God. Old Mr. Eyeball is on his way. Man, it just, like, happened so fast, too. King of Highburn is not wasting any time. No. He's immediately jumping on it. Yeah, he's got to. But Feyre thinks it's at least something that Tamlin has stayed true to 
But then Feyre reflects on how at least something Tamlin stayed true to is that he's keeping his word about letting her be a part of all the planning. Except now it's to his own detriment. (laughs) Should have let her in the first place. So the next morning, Feyre sends whatever intel she can down the mating bond to Reese. She can't use the bond lest she raise some kind of Old Bay scented mating mm, smell. Yeah, man, soup it up. But she let him know she's okay, and she can't help but ask if her sisters are alive and uninjured. I didn't remember the bond between us being so hard to hear. Even when I dwelled on this estate and he'd used it to see if I was still breathing— to make sure my despair hadn't swallowed me whole. But Rizan's response had come a minute later. I love you. They are alive. They are healing. Very good. Whoa. I was like, is she here or is she far away? (laughs) It's just the power of Natalie, everybody. Yeah, I'm a real artist. (laughs) That's all that they can muster between each other and also risk between each other. It sends Feyre to tears, which she hides with a wall of wind so no one will sense it. She's not really sure how much a Fae can sense mating bonds being used, but she can't risk it. Even though she still smells like Reese, Tamlin again is like, this is is fine. This is fine. (laughs) This is fine. But she is able to keep herself pretty distracted as Jurian arrives that day. Can you imagine if your mate, if your partner, or I shouldn't say mate, if your partner smelled like somebody else? Like, I don't think I'd be like, I don't know, man. I don't think this is going to work. I think that you got to go be with the person you smell like. I want you to smell (laughs) like you. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it would be uh, alarming as humans why that was happening. I would assume that they were were cheating. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd start looking for (laughs) lipstick on the collars. You know, they always do the lipstick on the collars. But how often have you Um, gotten lipstick on um, your partner's collar? I'm always kissing the collar. I'm always, yeah, sucking Um, on the same same sound that Feyre makes. Maybe that's what she's doing. Yeah, Yeah, so maybe she's just dreaming of just sucking on Reese's collar. It's it's fewer times men are wearing collared shirts these days, though. You know, back in the day, they were wearing collars every day to work. So you think that's why the Mad Men always had lipstick? on the collar Mm -hmm. and just going (laughs) (laughs) this is me flailing my lips they're just getting thrown around (laughs) yeah I mean yeah I was trying to get lipstick on your collar (laughs) please don't this is very light pink (laughs) Henry would be very confused if that happened (laughs) lipstick on I bet he'd be excited at first well then then he'd be like Oh, my sister. Cool. Oh, cool. I don't know why I imagine Jurian is pretty hot, but I do. Yes. Here's what uh, yes. the Akatar wiki has listed as his image, Jackie. It's the the I can't read. Jurian's this. definitely hot in my brain. The uh, the artist whose images are used on Akatar wiki are mostly the same guy, I believe, or maybe it's a, a lady. Uh, I can't read the name really. I think it's Spanish. In my brain, Totlaze Sal. He looks like Javier Bardem, like young oh, yeah. Harvey, Javier yeah, yeah. Bardem. I could see that. That's what I vision. I think maybe it's something about he'd have to have like pretty BDE to go up against the Fae during the war. Oh you know what yeah, I mean? for sure. Um, and he was supposed to have been like a noble guy before all the stuff with Clithia went down. So I just always imagine him as really hot. Yeah, dude. 
He has winnowed uh, with so Jurian has arrived to the spring court and he's winnowed in with two other Fae who we haven't met yet. High Fae in appearance, their skin the same ruddy hue and hair the identical inky black as their king. But it was their vacant, unfeeling faces that snagged the eye. A lack of emotion honed from millennia of cruelty. May I present their highnesses, Prince Dagden and Princess Branach, nephew and niece to the King of Highburn. Ugh. More Nepo Fabies. <laughs> Nepo Fabies. Um, but also in my brain, they're ugly, but I know that they have to be hot. No, because he does describe them as beautiful, yeah. but like, um, like just hot, like Amarantha, like hollowed out and like. Yeah, Just evil, cold. beautiful, yeah. I liked the images that they have on the Akatar wiki of them. Yeah. Um, and the twins! Not twin speak. Having to deal with twin speak. I always wanted to be a twin, so I always Me wish too. that I had had oh, twin I speak. Always wanted to do, I always wanted a twin. Oh my god, but then I talked to friends who have twin speak, and they're just like, yeah, it's annoying sometimes. I bet. <laughs> you really can't, like, get away from it. No. And... <clears throat> Feyre is miffed that she has to deal with these people, but she prevents it from manifesting in her magics so that they're not al- alerted. When Tamlin offers to take the twins to the, r- the rooms that they've prepared for them, Princess Branach says, My brother and I shall reside in one together. Ugh, the princess said. Her voice was deceptively light, almost girlish. The utter lack of feeling... The utter authority was anything but. We have some Phaeacians here. Yes. Princess Branagh surveyed me. The rose-colored dress. The hair that Alice had curled and braided over the top of my head in a coronet. The pale pink pearls at my ears. Don't look too close at my ears because they're really poorly put on. Ah! But I have them. These are your mother's earrings. Oh my God, they're my mother's earrings. Um, so this is... All according to plan. So Feyre is dressed in this manner to give an illusion. Baby girl manner is what you're saying. Yes. yes the most childlike, precious, innocent color pairings and flowers. And Ay, oh, hello. The twins seem amused by her. So perhaps it's worked on them. Tamlin growls at them for staring at her for too long. And Jorian quips. They're curious. It's not every century that the contested possession of a female launches a war, especially a female with such talents. And I know that he's not talking about, like, beige talents, but it really sounds like beige talents. (laughs) How would he fucking know? I mean, you know, he's got the eyeball. He had to watch so much sex. So much sex with Amarantha and so much, like, upsetting sex. Yeah. Like, I can imagine his brain, dude. Not good. Nah. Uh, but this this quote, it sounds to me like a subtle nod to the Helen of Troy myth. Uh, Helen being the object of the desire between Menelaus of Sparta and Paris of Troy, which supposedly launched the Trojan War when the latter was said to have run off with Helen. Interestingly, depending on the telling and iteration of that, and she really likes Greek and Roman mythology, um, so I don't know if that was actually a nod to it, but it sounds like it because as it's... It's told, Paris and Helen is told as both a lover's running, an tryst running off, and sometimes it's told as Paris 
kidnapping her. Whoa. Which is also, we can see that paralleled with Tamlin and Feyre mm-hmm. because is she running off with Tamlin or did he steal her? Ooh, it, yes. It depends on your perspective. Of course, the reality is Feyre did not want to be taken, but many from viewing from the outside would, would tell this tale otherwise. Otherwise, yes. So, Ooh, good comparison, Natalie. You're giving me literary chills. Oh, my God. That's a Means a lot coming from you. I mean, I don't know if you remember. <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Anyway, Feyre will keep her mask on, but still can't help but take jabs at Jurian. She just can't help herself. Who she says might have, maybe she would have, he, who says maybe he would have kept Clithia if he, he had gone to war for her. Ooh, burn. Jurian halted at the top of the stairs, his face a mask of cruel death as I took the last steps to him. Careful what you say, girl. I smiled, breezing past. Or what? You'll throw me in the cauldron. Damn! Thumbs are out, bitches! Um, she goes on to say, don't threaten me in my own home. Which is pointed. Not for Jorian, but for Tamlin. Don't, that's my problem, is that I feel like oh, I could feel his dick getting hard yeah. at her saying my own home. Yeah. My home. He's like, yes, she does <sighs> think it's her home. It's not. It's all a lie, Tamlin. It does seem to please him, though, as he does that thing that they used to do in movies to her cheek. Thank you for not doing it to me, because I would go, hi. <laughs> oh, I know, what those, cheek. I know what those thumbs are doing. Yeah, man. Right in the eyes, old sharkos. <laughs> but yeah, that weird, that weird, like, baby-like thing. It is such a weird gesture when a guy, like, strokes a woman's cheek with his 
fucking I don't knuckle. know if anyone's ever done that to me. No, before. it's you see it in like old fashioned movies yeah. and stuff all the time. I would be very angry if a man did that to me. I would go like, "Why are you?" It's like, "Do I have food on my face?" Yeah. Like that's. Uh, oh, is there something there? Oh, am I an infant? <laughs> what the fuck? Give um, me a nippy so I can I'm, suck. So and then you start sucking on his nipple, and it's a whole. That's what he wants. It's what he wants, but like in the middle of the day when he's just trying to comfort you, you know, it's kind of scary when you latch on, and then it's hard to latch off. <laughs> she won't unlatch. Um, suffice to say, the way that Feyre describes the relationship between the twins is very uncomfortable. Dagda no- dotes on his sister every move, and they seem to communicate with their eyes. Feyre wonders if they are Damati or just creeps. Yeah. It turns out that the twins are here to survey the wall, to learn about it, and perhaps be of service to their uncle when it's time to tear it down. Lucian and I can escort you. I offered. This is as much about being there for it as it is a test for Tamlin. Will he refuse mm. and be protective? But no. Mm. No, it looks like he's going to try to keep Feyre pleased. So right. he signs off on it. Okay. Things are tense at this this interaction between all of them. And Feyre is doing her best to her, insert herself only when needed, observing all the interactions most of the time. Jurian expresses curiosity about Lucian's golden eye, and he tells him that he has an old friend at the Dawn Court who was good at blending machinery and magic, and that's who crafted it. As far as I can remember, that's the first we've heard yes, about his eyeball. Is. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, we might be coming back to that later on. As Jurian continues needling into Lucian, basically Jurian mentions how he was forced to side with the Illyrian brutes in the war and goes on, turns and asks the twins if they it was a pleasure to fight against the, the Illyrians. <laughs> the twins respond that they did actually fight against the Illyrians and they kept the wings of the generals and lords as trophies. Ooh, you know that's got Farrah seething. Seething. Not her Batman. Not our Batman. Not our Batman. Well, now I'm just thinking about that picture you showed me earlier. When not my <laughs> Batman. They're busy doing other things. They're loving each other. Loving each other. They're not actually other. blood related, so it's fine. Yeah, it's just a brothership. Um, <laughs> she uh, <laughs> then she she goes on to remember that Tamlin's father had kept the wings of Rizan's mother and sister after he had murdered them. Ugh. She hopes to find them in the spring court and take them back, but so far she's never seen them. Jurian tries to pry information about Clithia from Feyre, but she just tells him that she was told that she was dead and mocks him for obsessing over an old girlfriend. <laughs> His eyes gleamed, bright with five centuries of madness, as he skewered a morsel of meat with his fork. They say you were fucking Rizan before you ever jilted your own lover. And ooh! <laughs> man, was that was triggering, man. I do ooh. not miss the days of being single when people always felt entitled to make up stories about who you're having sex oh with. Oh my God, and spread the goss too. When you're like, hey, 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 not your goss. Keep it, let's keep it high and tight, will ya? It's so annoying. And yes. Little gets me as angry as someone spreading sex rumors or even discussing like a private love life. Yes. As if they're, they're owed it or they're a part of it. I'm certain that I've been t- taken 
part in it before, but it's so gross. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I hate that. But then again, that's exactly what Jurian's trying to do. Because Feyre realizes in that moment that he is trying to rile her and Tamlin up as a distraction. A distraction so that the twins, who are in fact Imadi, creepy, can try to weasel their way into the spring court's minds. <sighs> Feyre has guarded herself thanks to all of Reese's training, but apparently Tamlin and Lucian are not doing so. Feyre sends her feelers out and finds their, quote, oily tendrils reaching towards the fey males. She clamps down at these twins' tendrils and they, the twins recoil as though they've been like sort of chomped at. Like if you tried to touch my cheek. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong? Tamlin asked, and I realized how quiet it had become. I made a good show of furrowing my brow in confusion. Nothing. I offered a sweet smile to the two royals. Their highnesses must be tired after such a long journey. And for good measure, I lunged for their own minds, finding a wall of white bone. Bones. It sounds like what Tamlin's got in his pants after she's talking about it being her own. White bone. Wall of white bone. White bone. The next day, Feyre, Lucian, and some sentries ride out to the wall with the Hibernians? 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 Yeah. Feyre feels unease at the wall's massive power. The twins ponder over how the already present holes appeared in the wall. And apparently nobody knows, or at least isn't saying, that like those sort of just appeared over the centuries and no one knows who did it. It turns out that they have returned to the hole that Tamlin actually brought Feyre through the first time. Feyre like backs herself into Lucian attempting to ha- like make them believe she's afraid of the wall and the twins and all of this is and overwhelming all of this power um, Lucian tells them that they found four holes in the wall so far including the one that Feyre and the inner circle went through when they were visiting her sisters for the first time over the ocean Man, how do they keep track? Do they drop a pin? I guess. <laughs> do they drop a pin? They don't have phones. They have some sort of tracking system in their fairy. They yeah, have, they, they're they probably have really texting. good at it. They got some kind of map system. They figured it out, yeah. Um, none of them know how many holes may be on the continents version because if or, the continents part of the uh, wall oh, because if you'll recall oh, oh she's got her she's got her flap what is it pointer <laughs> um the wall here on the prithian part is what they're talking about and then somewhere right over here i think or one of these sides there's the fourth hole but then the wall all it goes all here. the way over there they don't nobody knows how many holes are over there because that's a lot of the queen's land and the queens don't really have an idea either so they're not even worrying about the the continent the other ones we learn in this scene that dagden can winnow but not branagh i guess i don't know how to say that branagh yeah Brana? i think branagh branagh I guess it doesn't matter since they are weirdos who are never apart from each other. So Dagden can just always winnow his sister. Feyre tells the twins to go do whatever they're going to do at the wall and she and Lucian will wait nearby. Did you think about Henry and I when you were reading about Dagden and Brunna? 
Did you think that we were just like them? No, because they're like sexually involved. Yeah, they do. They do sleep in the one room, Yuck. which is very upsetting. But you know, I feel like if I couldn't winnow, I'm sure Henry would winnow me places, but he'd be yeah. really annoying about it. Yeah, yeah, he'd yeah. Really, he'd complain a lot about how he had to winnow me and how it, you know, yeah. one man, one million women, which yeah, is what life. Henry sings to himself. That's um, that's what he's done to himself whenever he's trying to keep us happy. Yep. <laughs> That's what he got himself into. <laughs> and he loves it. <laughs> but I won't share a bed with you, Henry. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Even as children, like we've never, I don't think we've ever, ever shared a bed together. Good? Yeah. So, in case anyone was wondering, <laughs> um, he has slept on, like we've been in a hotel room where he's slept on the floor. Yeah, I would also. <laughs> with my brothers, I mean, not with Henry. <laughs> Make Henry. Whoa, well, I mean, it's a, it's an insight into your marriage that no. uh, I didn't expect. No. <laughs> Get on the floor, Henry. Oh. You should imagine like a little guinea pig in a bed no. of in a bed of hay. I wouldn't. That's not true. He is a little guinea pig. Um. <laughs> so Lucian doesn't like the idea that. He and Feyre are not going to be, like, overseeing the twins, but he doesn't counter object to his high lord's consort uh, in this moment. So he just he agrees and, like, walks away with her. Once she and Lucian have found a spot far away, they take a seat amidst the trees. Lucian can tell she's planning something and says as much. I'm not planning anything. <laughs> Good rebuttal, Feyre. <gasps> me? I don't have... What? No plans here. I'm not thinking about anything like a good high lady, a high lord's consort. Yeah, never a never high, high lady. lady. So she's trying to distract him away from this line of discussion. And so she asks him if he would have fought for the human side or against the humans in the war, which obviously he would have fought for the humans. I don't. She's just trying to distract him. Yes. Which then I just then again makes me realize that he is much younger than both Tamlin and Rison, because Tamlin was alive, but he was too young. And Feyre asks if Lucian was alive during the war. So that was once mentioned in Akatar, according to Akatar Wiki, because Reese says it, but I don't remember that passage. But I guess. Yeah, Lucian yeah. was not even around for it, and so he's much younger. I wonder gotcha. how old he is. He's less than 500, so he's basically a baby. A baby. It seems like this is going to be a bit of a confrontation between the two friends. She pushes him, saying, funny now that uh, you would have fought for the humans, but now you're fighting alongside Highburn, huh? I did it for you, too, you know. Cold, hard words. I went with him to get you back. So... She's like, oh, yeah, you feeling a little guilty for letting him imprison me and everything? He doesn't really respond to that. Instead, saying that the day she was taken, that he found her melted engagement ring and threw it away before Tamlin saw it. Almost as if he's questioning her about it. She's like, they melted it off me. (laughs) I don't know. Oops. Because he's definitely just trying to be like. I don't believe this thing you're doing. You understand that, right? Yeah, I understand that you weren't happy before all of this and that you're not just going to all of a sudden magically be happy to be here. It's almost like he's the only one paying attention. Well, he ain't trying to get in them pants. Yeah, Elaine's pants. He's trying to get Elaine's pants. Neither have anything to really say to that, so they, they sit in silence for, for a few minutes. And then 
I said quietly. Thank you for, for coming to Highburn to get me. I think this is both a manipulation and also a little bit of a truth to her, that she does know in her heart that Lucian was trying to protect her and help her, that he has good intentions, but she's also trying to still bait him at the same time. Mm -hmm. She moves herself nearer to Lucian until she's sitting knee to knee with him. She tells him not to let Jurian bait him. I turned my face to him, resting my knee against his in silent demand. Why? I asked. Why does Highburn want to do this beyond some horrible desire for conquest? What drives him, his people? Hatred? Arrogance? Oh, she's playing this dirty yes, because she's dude. like now she's like nestling up to him in the scene. Lucian finally looked at me, the intricate pieces and carvings on the metal eye much more dazzling up close. Do you Branagh and Dagden shoved through the bushes, frowning to find us sitting there. And Jorian's right behind them. Almost if Pharaoh wanted that to happen. For somebody to see them knee to, to knee. knee. And face to face, like they're Ooh. talking like really close to each other. And, uh, you know, then Pharaoh's like, oh, uh, oh, I didn't, huh, I forgot you were here. Mm. Um, and I feel, I do feel a little bad for Lucian in these scenes because she's playing him like a fiddle. Um and he's kind of having to take part in this this manipulation. Ianthea's at the manor when they return, where Feyre disgustedly notes that earlier that morning before they had left for the wall, Ianthea had seemed to have waited to make her entrance until there was perfect lighting, being a real Mariah Carey. Oh, she is being a Mariah. Creating a ring light effect around her, so she walked in when the sun was directly like making her look like an angel. Except I love that about Mariah, and I hate that about Ianthe. Yeah, I mean, same. Um, so yeah, she wanted to look like heavenly, basically. As they ride up to the manor, Feyre makes sure that she has Lucian help her off her horse in front of everybody. As they ride up to the manor, Feyre makes sure that she has Lucian help her off her horse in front of everybody. Our dispersing party watched as he braced my waist in his broad hands and easily hefted me off the horse, none more closely than Ianthe. Broad hands. Broad huh? hands, eh? How thick and juicy thick. are they? Give me a sausage. Give me a sausage. Oh, you <laughs> think that they're thick? I think they're th thick. Ew. <laughs> That's not a good thing. No, it's not. It's not what you want. Like, like uh, Prince Charles? Yeah. Ianthe <laughs> <laughs> uh, seems to be disliked by pretty much everyone at this, like in this commune, except Tamlin, who still seems to be too determined to have things be nice to notice how insufferable she is. Jorian sneers at her, and the twins don't hide their boredom as she tries to flatter them. Feyre wonders then if the twins only enjoy each other's company, quote, in whatever unholy capacity. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Regardless, Ianthe informs them all that the spring court is to have a party coinciding with the summer solstice in a few days and asks Feyre to join her to discuss it. Back to party planning. It's a it's, it's a full time job. That's what she likes. Um, so she agrees to meet with Ianthe, but leaves with Lucian first to change. As they walk away, she can feel Lucian's discomfort with interacting with Ianthe. Feyre asks what happened, but he doesn't want to talk about it. 
Feyre then hesitantly asks that if, while she was gone, Tamlin and Ianthe had copulated. No, he says, and also informs her that he didn't participate in Colin Mai this year, that Tamlin didn't. So very different one from the previous year. I can't believe that was only a year ago in these stories. I know. So much has happened. Um, So Lucian was forced to go and do the ritual in Tamlin's stead. Feyre had not thought of Callan Mai this year. No wonder I'd forgotten. I'd been in that cabin in the mountains with Reese buried in me. Perhaps we'd generated our own magic that night. I'm sorry. Did you say it? Yes, I love saying it. Yeah, he was buried in her like a couple of bones. <laughs> he has two dicks. Yeah. Oh, Whoa. my God. I don't even know what she would do if he had two dicks. <sighs> Be tired. Woo. Then, after that realization dawns on her. But Lucian... You took Ianthe into the cave on Kalanmai. Lucian goes on to say that she insisted. Ew. Ew. Yeah. That he did his duty and he seems to press really hard in this interaction that it was his choice to. But it feels almost like he's too insistent, as though he really didn't have an option. It didn't sound like he did. Which is disgusting. Yes. What a cunt. Feyre is going to have a field day with IND. This is only just, like, adding Adding on to it. This this little passage broke my heart. He says, Please don't tell Elaine, he said, when we find her again. He amended. As though he's done something wrong. It wasn't his fault. And it's just, it's so heart-wrenching because it's like he wants so badly to be a good enough man for her and... And then it's just like, man, he was assaulted, basically. Yes. Please don't tell her. Oh, oh, Lucian. See, and this is why I'm falling in love with him. I don't get it. And Feyre feels for him genuinely in this moment. Like I said before, she's very angry with him, but she doesn't hate him in her core. She says in full earnestness that she wishes that she would have been here to stop it. Several days later, Feyre's back in her room with another person who doesn't suffer fools. Alice. We're looking old bark face. <laughs> We're l- <laughs> they're looking at Feyre's wardrobe, deciding which outfit she's going to wear for the solstice party. Alice makes a pointed comment that none of her old dresses will fit her since she's filled out now. Ooh. Not like when she was there after the under the mountain. Yeah, when she was just skinning bones and puking all night. Every yeah, night. you know when she was barfing every night and being ignored. She was brutally traumatized, and no one wanted to talk to her about it. Now, despite supposedly living in terror in the night court, Feyre's curvy, is healthy looking, has color in her face. They have a stare off with each other because Alice is like making, she's, she's suggesting things with her, mm-hmm. her statement. Feyre tries to keep her facade up. Uh, well, maybe I could just wear one of the other ones, but I have worn them thrice already. And Alice is like, yeah, you never cared about which dresses you wore before. She is sniffing this out. Yeah. And Ferris says, again, not great at manipulation. Maybe I just changed my mind. <laughs> um, and then she go. Then Alice basically goes, you could wear this. She held up an outfit. A set of turquoise night court clothes cut so similarly to Amran's preferred fashion, 
dangled from her spindly fingers. My heart lurched. Ah, she's not buying Feyre's bullshit. But why? Feyre feigns disgust at seeing the outfit. I was there that day, you know, Alice said, folding her spindly arms. Again with the spindly, really throwing daggers at old Barkface. (laughs) Well, I think they're supposed to look like tree limbs, maybe. Oh, okay. That's what my guess is. That makes more sense. Folding her spindly arms across her chest. I saw the Morrigan arrive, saw her reach into that cocoon of power and pick you up like a child. I begged her to take you out. Gulp. Whoa. Uh-oh, Feyre's got to really try to make Whoa. some kind of excuse here. She goes on to tell Feyre that she never told anyone that she begged more to take her away. She says that there is a lot of talk amongst the, the different servants and that the ones under the mountain never saw Rizan act cruelly toward those who had no power. Feyre mm. tries to deflect, but Alice laughs and says that Feyre came back right, not wrong. Oh. She's got an ally, old spindly bitch over here, <laughs> old uggo, crater face bitch. No, she's barky. She's bark, as a tree, bark, she's beautiful, bark. I'm sure. I mean, I love bark on a tree, so maybe I'd love bark on a bitch. Yeah. You just, that's not your sexual preference. You're right. Um, Feyre is rattled by all of this, this confrontation, but doesn't respond. Then Alice says... My cousin works in the palace at Adriata. (gasps) Because if you'll recall, Alice is not originally from the Spring Court. She was given shelter there during Amarantha's reign, but her true allegiance is to the Summer Court. Her family would have seen Feyre there on their meeting, healthy and laughing, and not terrified or tortured. Alice then pulls out a white dress and tells Feyre that she should wear it to the solstice seems to have some understanding of what Feyre is trying to do here and doesn't wish to affect it. Bum, bum, bum. And that's where we're going to cease today. Well, because, like, it goes off like a shot. This is not... So much happens. I know. In such a short amount of time. (laughs) So much. Um, So, yeah, this was a little bit of a smaller chunk, but we will be doing a big old thick next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Like broad hands thick. But not sausagey. Oh, okay. All right. Ugh. This is just like like Vienna sausagey. No sausage. No kind of sausage. None sausages. All right. Fine. Um. Yeah. And now we're we're in three. We're 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 diving in to Akawar. Yeah. Akawar. Akawar. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Um. I'm feeling it, and I'm ready to get spiced. You wait until oh. I'm not going to say anything. No, you can't. I'm not going to say anything. Tune in to see whose breasts are out next week. (laughs) I bet it's going to be mine. Please read up to part two, Curse Breaker, or page 96 in the paperback. And now, dudes grappling with erotica for educational purposes only. Featuring Holden McNeely and MJ Neffel. The steward was staring unabashedly as he leaned against the wall, unsure whether to interrupt, half terrified to. We were his distraction. We were the sleight of hand while Az stole the orb. I knew Reese or whatever his stupid name is was still holding Kier's gaze because that's a name. As the tip of his tongue slid up my cheek, I arched my back, eyes heavy-lidded, breathing uneven. (laughs) 
I'd burn and burn and burn. I think he's so disgusted that he might have given me the orb just to get out of here. That's a phrase to say, I guess. Rees said in my mind, that other hand drifting dangerously south. But there was such a growing ache there, and I wore nothing beneath that would conceal the damning evidence if he slid his hand a fraction higher into my pussy. (laughs) You and I put on a good show. I said back, the person who said that, husky and sultry, I'd never heard that voice come out of me before, even in my mind. His hand slid to my upper thigh, fingers curving in. I ground against him, trying to shift those hands away from what he'd learn to find him hard against my backside. Ew. Every <laughs> thought eddied from my head. Only a thrill of power remained as I writhed along the, that impressive length. Rise let out a low, rough laugh. I think it might be about a seven incher. <laughs> here, just <laughs> watched and watched and watched. Rigid, horrified, stuck here until Rise released him, and not thinking twice about why or where the spy master had gone. Oh, the spy master! Wow. So I turned around again, meeting Rise's now blazing eyes, and then licking up the column of his throat. Wind and sea and citrus and sweat, it almost undid me. I faced forward and Rise dragged his mouth along the back of my neck, right over my spine, just as I shifted against the hardness pushing into me, insistent and dominating, precisely as his hand slid a bit too high on my inner thigh. I felt the predatory focus go right to the slickness he'd felt there, proof of my traitorous body, his arms tightening around me and my face burned perhaps a bit from shame, but... Rise since my focus, my fire slip. It's fine. He said, but the mental voice sounded breathless. It means nothing. It's just your body reacting. Because you're so irresistible? My attempt to deflect sounded strained, even in my mind, but... Ha 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 He laughed. <laughs> Probably for my benefit. We danced around and teased and taunted each other for months. But maybe it was my body's reaction. Maybe it was his body's reaction. But the taste of him threatened to destroy me, consume me, and another male. I'd had another male's hands all over me when Tamlin and I were barely... Uh... Hey, babies! For more fairy talk and hot touch, join us every week here on LPN Deep Dive's Akatar, available wherever you get your podcasts. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, Go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.